0: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Heal and Go, the show that talks about all things healing through Christ. I'm your host, Yipi and thank you so much for joining me on another episode. So today we're going to be talking about the importance of friendship, the importance of partnership, and just overall the importance of the circle around you. Um This episode is something that I have wanted to speak on quite a long time ago, but I just... I couldn't find it in myself to finish either recording it or just writing down the things that I'd like to cover in this because it's so deep and it's so layered that I feel as though even in this one episode that I'm going to be discussing or unpacking it, I'm not necessarily going to be able to go as deep as i'd like to be because i don't think you guys would want to hear me talk and ramble on and on for an hour and i'm not gonna do that to you guys so maybe it's gonna be a part two who knows who knows and i'd like to actually put it out there that for me to actually get to this topic it was inspired by a sermon that i watched from transformation church which is called the power of the pair. So just that and speaking about the friends that we have, the people that we have surrounding us. And it made me think of the people that I've always had in my corner, either backing me or pretending like they're backing me, but just the importance of having the right people around you and how, how your friends can basically determine the path that your life goes and i know a lot of people think that the role that friends play in their lives is not as big as some people make it seem but it really is because if these are people that you're going to be spending almost every day with if these are school friends that you see if you're going to be spending every day with these people then there are things that they say, there are things that they think, there are things that they listen to that are planting seeds in your life that you may or may not be aware of. So the people that you surround yourself with is very important. And looking back, before I go forward, I'd like to really unpack how the circle around me played a good and a bad role life especially when it came to my healing in school um, from sexual assault so after what had happened to me had happened the first time I remember telling one of my closest friends and in me telling her because my mind is so slow to process very traumatic things that happened to me I laughed I was literally telling her the story like it was tea like girl You're not going to believe what just happened to me. And I vented to her. I told her, okay, this is what happened. And she's just like, "Mm, is this a joke? Like, are you kidding or are you serious? I'm like, girl, I'm serious. She's like, so why are you laughing about it? I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, I really don't know how I'm supposed to react. Like, I'm still in shock. I'm still in disbelief. But at this point, there's nothing I can do because... It is what it is. And I remember the one thing that she said to me more than anything. She was like, The day it hits you, it's not gonna be nice. Like it's gonna hit you and it's gonna hit you hard. Like I'm not trying to and I understand that she wasn't even trying to wish bad things on me, but it was an honest reality check that I needed back then. She was just like, Girl, when it hits you, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so painful. And in all the friends that I told about the situation, some had, I wouldn't say positive responses, but they were very supportive. They were there for me. They tried their level best, to be honest, to just hear me out and let me vent and let me break down and all of those things. And then I had friends that Pretended like they wanted the best for me when I told them the situation. They're like, "Oh, damn. I'm sorry. Damn, love and light to you." But you could tell that they, they weren't feeling sorry for me. If anything, sadist, like, like in a very sadistic way, they were happy that it happened to me. I remember one of my guy friends. And this is somebody that I don't like talking about because of the person that he made me become. And yeah, I don't think it's something that I've gotten over yet. I don't think it's something that I have forgiven him for yet. But yeah, he just made me somebody that I did not want to be. But that's probably something that I'm going to open up about in later episodes or in another time. So I remember when I told him, he literally laughed in my face and he disagreed with me. He's like, no, there's no way. Like, those are my boys. Those are my friends. Like, why would you say that they did that to you? Mind you, he he, he didn't even know these people for more than a year or two. And he had known me for a good three four five years and we were super close like super close like i considered this guy my best friend so he just honestly wasn't a good influence on me and i think him being part of the people that bullied me him being part of the people that had this whole propaganda that i was the bad person i was um the slut of the school just made me internalize that because if the people that you consider to be the closest to you and the people that are supposed to catch you when you fall become the reason why you fall even harder Like, I don't know how I was supposed to react to it. Looking back, I'm like, okay, I could have done one, two, three, four, five different. But at the time, I thought I was moving in the best way that I could have. And being surrounded in all that negativity made me so deep in the toxicity that I didn't realize how far deep I was until it was too late. So I just don't know, man, because he he introduced me to people that also didn't have the best intentions for me at the time i remember he placed a bet on me with the seniors at school on who would get to sleep with me first and he never even denied it like he took pride in it actually and he just frequently was with people that belittled me and bullied me and he'd constantly take their side he just wasn't a good person and i still continue to surround myself with that person why i don't know so i really do think that that type of circle or that type of environment that i surrounded myself in made me continue doing the things that i did and in terms of the things that i did this is something that i spoke about i think in episode two when i was speaking about hypersexuality and sexual repulsion like i would continue putting myself myself in positions where i'd be sexualized i'd continue putting myself in environments where people just saw me as a sick symbol and nothing else, you know? And looking back, like, I cringe when I think about those moments and my heart breaks for that little girl because I didn't know any better. And I really do wish that I had wise counsel, I guess, maybe from adults or my relationship with God was a bit more stronger so I can be able to talk to him and ask for wisdom and guidance about this particular thing because i'm not gonna sit here and say that all oh, my friends that were good influences were so bad because why didn't they stop me why didn't they do this like we were all young we were all like 13 14 15 so at the time i really do think that they gave me the best advice that they thought was great and advice that was going to Set me up to pass, and I don't know, like it. I think for me, I'm not even trying to justify where they come from because I don't know why they did what they did. But I'm grateful for them because I think, had it not been for that support structure, had I not been able to vent to someone and talk to somebody about, oh, I did one, two, three, four, five today, I met up with this guy, I am speaking to this guy, like I had a whole Roster of maybe mm, maybe five to ten people that I was talking to at a time not even in like intervals like okay no in the first two months it was this person and mind you all of this was happening while I was in relationships so I really am gonna come here and say that I was not a good person like I'm not gonna sit here and be like All of this resulted in me just, like, being the best person ever. Obviously, it was a process that I had to build up to and grow towards being a mature person that was able to stop and say, this is not good for me. Why am I putting myself in these situations? But at the time, with my hypersexuality, it seemed like the best thing for me because I was trying to take control. So, yeah, I think going forward... And after I got baptized, which was two years after my sexual assault, I started seeing a turnaround in my life. Like the decisions that I'd make, the people that I'd hang out with, just all of that. And I think because I realized that having this big roster of guys that would give me attention and people that I'd see and people that would do things for me, it wasn't helpful. If anything, it was leaving me more drained, more heartbroken than anything. I started being more aware of the choices that I made and more aware of the people that I surrounded myself with. And I was able to come to terms with my sexual assault, you know? And my friend was right. When it hit me, it hit me. It really hit me. And it caused me to lose something that was so precious to me at the time. And even with that, it f- blew back on my best friend, which I know she's listening to, and I know I know she's listening to this, and I know that I've apologized to you so many times, but again, friend, I am so sorry. I wholeheartedly am so sorry. I did not mean for things to go down the way that they did, and I'm so sorry that because you and I were such a pair there was no you without me and me without you they did that to us and they decided to make us step down both you know i am so sorry it was 100 percent my fault um i have to say though i am also so grateful for you because i know had it been any other person like they wouldn't they would have just left me and threw me under the bus but my best friend was just like girl we're gonna go through this together. Like, we were even trying to cover it up. Like, girl, what are we gonna do? Oh my gosh, like, our parents can't find out about this. And she was just, and she still is a ride or die. And that's one of the godly friendships that I have right now. And just seeing her even bloom into this woman of God, finding God, being in her journey with God is something that's so inspiring and it makes me want to do more. It makes me want to fulfill my kingdom purposes as well. And even in high school, she's always been that person. In primary, she's always been that person. And I think leaving high school and coming to a point where I realized that she wasn't going to be there with me made me pray for godly relationships or friends that were going to serve me in the way that i needed to be served friends that were going to reciprocate the energy that i gave them and had no ill intentions for me and i think because i was so accustomed to being around such a negative circle in my life in high school when i got to college I had this whole persona built in my head. I had this whole thing that i'm gonna I'm gonna rebrand like nobody must call me epi like I'm gonna go by my second name. I'm just gonna be so cool and no one is gonna know my story and I'm just gonna be you know great like I'm gonna be so cool and that's not how it went down. but I have to thank God and say that I was surrounded by very good friends. I was surrounded by okay let me not say they're good friends but subjectively good friends like they were the perfect friends for me in that season and some of them that I met in first year which was three years ago I'm still friends with even now so I'd say that we're on the right track in terms of friendships and along the way as my relationship with God has continued to grow I've been surrounded by more and more godly friendships people that make sure that i fulfill god's assignments even with my friends that don't necessarily have that much of a strong relationship with god they still motivate me they still uplift me they still pressure me to be like girl why are you not recording why are you not doing this why are you not doing that like they push me to want to do more and i think that's such a big blessing for me and it's something that i really don't take for granted and i don't want to put myself in a position where. I am now pushing and projecting all my hurts from my past relationships or friendships unto them because I appreciate every single person that I consider a friend. The minute I call you a friend, I know now that there's a distinct difference between somebody that is your acquaintance and somebody that is your friend. A friend is somebody that you know is always going to catch you when you fall and they're going to make sure that you don't even fall as hard they're always going to be there to catch you they're never going to wait for you to be caught slipping and they're never going to wait for you to they're never going to wait for you to hit rock bottom so that they can be like oh sorry i wasn't paying attention what's going on let's talk like my friends are always there i could wake up on the wrong side of the bed And the minute I'm around my friends, I forget that. Like, I literally just forget that. Like, I could say, okay, no, I'm in such a bad mood today. Like, nobody test me. Nobody try me. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm just going to be mysterious. Like, AirPods in. Like, I just don't want to talk to anybody. The minute I'm around my friends, it's just a different ballgame. And I think those are the types of people that we need to surround ourselves with. We need to get into the habit of... Praying for friendships, praying for our friends, praying for the type of people that we surround ourselves with, so that we can ensure that we are a good product of a good environment. And if we're not a good product of a good environment, then we can be the change in that environment that God has placed us in. Because maybe if you look at your circle, you feel as though this is not the best environment for me to be in but maybe god has placed you in that environment to be the change so if you're a christian in your friend group and your friends are not as um relational with god as you are but they're very open-minded start planting those seeds and talking about god spreading the good news you can't expect to be saving all these other strangers in the world and speaking about God and how good he is and how full of love he is if you can't even tell the people that you consider are your friends. So it always has to start internally before we can push it externally. Much like with this podcast, God knew that I had to tell my closest friends and family first because my parents were one of the last people to even know that I got sexually assaulted. But I knew that I had to tell them first and show them that god has been so great to me god has been so loving to me before i can start reaching so many people that are listening to my podcast right now so i think the importance of prayer when it comes to a circle is so important because you may think that you have the best circle around you but if you take a look at your life and you feel as though you are isolated then that goes to show with the circle that you have because if you can't even communicate with the people that you consider your friends are they really your friends if you're dying all alone inside but you have people that you talk to every day that you see every day and you call them your friends but you can't even open up about the things that are bothering you are they really your friends like i feel as though i'm a very vocal person I'd like to think that I'm a very vocal person. Yes, it takes a few tries, like maybe like three, four. What's wrong? No, I'm fine. Okay, let's try again. What's wrong? No, I'm fine. You know, that type of thing. But eventually, I'm going to come to you and be like, bro, this is what I'm going through. Um, My life is just, you know, all sorts. I don't know what's going on. But I know that when it's time to be serious, I have friends in my circle, in my corner that I can open up to and say, hey, I'm drowning, help. So that is the importance of partnership. God works in partnership. God wants us to be around people the same way that Jesus did not fulfill his mission on earth by himself. He had 12 disciples around him that were helping him in his mission. If Jesus didn't do it alone, what makes you think that you can? What makes you think that you should? Don't fall into the trap of isolation because that's when the devil catches you slipping so easily because it is so easy for us to be trapped in our own thoughts in the inside that we can't even see how the outside is looking like. And that's why it's so important for us to have a very healthy community and a very healthy circle of godly friendships that can help us grow. So yeah, I think I'm just going to leave it there, especially when it comes to the topic of the circle around you pay attention to the people around you pay attention to the type of environment that you're in are you meant to be a product of that environment or are you meant to be the change in that environment so yeah i think i'm gonna leave it there thank you so much to everybody that has been listening thank you to everybody that has helped me on this journey my closest friends i appreciate you guys love you guys loads i may be mean to you guys but let's all love this side like you guys are my gang for life like we're we're gonna make heaven crowded and i just hope that even with everybody that is listening to me i hope and pray that god surrounds you with people that make you grow and make you desire to to do the will of the lord more and more and that bring you closer towards your purpose and your destiny and yeah if you guys want to know more about what i'm talking about because i really do think that the sermon that i watched really puts things into context please do watch or listen to that sermon on youtube and they have a podcast that they do on spotify and apple podcasts so please do tune into that and get a bit more context about the circle that we surround ourselves with and it's the part one not the part two and three the part one specifically it is the power of the pair transformation church Um, Kingdom Couples Part 1. So, yeah, that's where I'm going to leave it. Thank you so much again to everybody that has been listening. And as you guys know, we have to close it with prayer. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I come into your presence. thanking you for your goodness, your glory, and your grace. Lord, you are good. Lord, you are perfect and you're pleasing. And I thank you so much for your will. Lord, I pray that with everything that we do, Lord, may we do it to honor you, to glorify you. May we surrender all our deepest, darkest Um, desires and problems to you Lord, all our burdens may they come to you Lord I pray Lord that you please surround us with friends that love us friends that care about us, friends that were sent by you Lord, friends that are here to carry us friends that are here to make sure that we don't fall and even if we do we get back up again lord friends that bring us closer to your purpose and may we also be those friends that bring others closer to your purpose lord may we introspect within ourselves to see lord how we can bring a change about in other people's lives how we can be the person that you want us to be lord in other people's lives lord because i know that some people will only know you through us lord and that is the truth so i just pray lord that you please help us to be a walking representation of you may we be your answered prayers in other people's lives thank you father lord for your goodness thank you for your glory thank you for your grace and i thank you father lord for the cross in jesus name i pray amen